I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field and bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Welcome back. Silver and Black today. Thanks for joining us. It is time to talk Raiders football as we always do here on our Odyssey original podcast. And it's time to talk about the game coming up. Of course, Monday night football, the Raiders, their arch rival, the Kansas City Chiefs. And as always, joining me is my broadcast partner and my buddy and a guy that we we thank goodness now know likes sushi. Uh, so if you listen to the mailbag show uh, yesterday, you know that to be true. That is Mr. Momo, and he is the national NFL writer for Bleacher Report. He's also the Raiders columnist up on sportsnot.com. You can follow him at Mo Moten on Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. Mo, um, have you have you recovered from the mailbag show and the, the fact that you got hit up, hit hit on during that show? Are you you back to football now? You focused? I feel violated after that show. Um, <laughs> I had to recover and get my wits back about me, but I'm back. Um, didn't have any sushi while, sushi while I was out, but I will have some this weekend. Actually, <laughs> I plan on 
having a couple of trays. Uh, Sashi, our, one of our loyal listeners, has yes. let me know that California rolls and dragon rolls aren't really sushi, and I need to try eel. So maybe that's on uh, that's on the menu this weekend. Well, I saw that he said that to you, and with all due respect to him, when you're starting out and you're just trying to understand what it is and if you like the textures and all that, nothing wrong with that. But clearly, as your palate gets more diverse, you will venture into new territory and you will like it, I am sure. Uh, so we will leave the sushi talk for later. We're going to get on to Raiders football. And Mo, a couple things we want to get into to start off the show on this Thursday is the fact that the Raiders, uh, we right after we recorded our show yesterday and on Tuesday, uh, Blake Martinez was signed, although the Raiders still have not made it official, uh, but they're going to from all indications and all reports uh, from from respectable beat writers, uh, folks that are on top of this story. So Blake Martinez comes in. Two things with the signing. We talked about that it would be a good addition because of his success in Patrick Graham's system in the New York Giants system, but also Denzel Perryman. Uh, that does not appear to be a good story because uh, he's in concussion protocol, still not out there. Uh, and this says to me that they don't expect him back anytime soon. Yeah, I think I said this to you privately, but I'll say it live here on the show, or not live, but I'll say it on the show, that I think the NFL is going to eventually tweak their protocol rules and guidelines. I think a player is going to have to mandatorily miss one week of action before they're able to come back. Um, I know Nate Hobbs, before the whole Tua Tungabaloa thing happened, he came back, didn't miss any time. But Denzel Perriman, I think Josh McDaniels mentioned this on Wednesday, that Perriman was saying, I'm good, I'm all right, but Sometimes mm -hmm. you have to protect the players from themselves because the inclination for the player is to get out in the field and be with his brothers and be with his teammates, even though he may not be anywhere close to 100%. So he's got to pass, obviously, some uh, tests to get on the field, and we'll see what happens there. But to me, the signing, uh, the, the potential, the imminent signing of Blake Martinez says that the Raiders don't expect him to be out there on Monday against the Chiefs. So let's talk about Martinez. Uh, when you look at the history of Blake Martinez in New York – and what he was able to do with, with uh, uh, under Patrick Graham, it's a good story. He was a surprise cut for the Giants. People weren't expecting him to be one of the guys on the cutting room floor, but he was at the end of camp. And, and so, so it's not like this guy doesn't have uh, some left in the tank. He's got the opportunity to come in. He clearly knows the system. What is it about Blake Martinez? For those of, uh, of uh, folks out there listening who've not had much exposure, not seen him play much. Tell us a little bit about him, Mo, and what he brings to the defense. He's very similar to Denzel Perriman, where you want him in for the first two downs or early downs or against the run. Uh, very much capable. That's that's basically his wheelhouse. I believe he had 144-plus tackles in four consecutive seasons. <laughs> uh, that goes back to his time with the Green Bay Packers. And by the way, not only did he play under Patrick Graham with the Giants, he played under Patrick Graham when Patrick Graham was the linebackers run game coordinator for the Packers. So he's been with Patrick Graham for multiple years, I would say three years, uh, not just with the Giants. But he's again, he's he's basically not going to be a factor in pass coverage. Don't expect him to blanket Travis Kelsey. That is not going to happen. That is not his forte. That is not anything close to his forte. I would say that's probably a weakness for him. So. Don't expect this guy to go out there and be Superman and be this every down linebacker that shuts down everybody in the passing game and run and on a rundowns. That's not him. It's basically a two down linebacker who's going to help you on the early, again, on the early downs against the run. 
making sure uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Isaiah Pacheco, a rookie seventh rounder, who are both, by the way, averaging five yards per carry, make sure those guys don't run wild on you on the ground. And Mo, we talked about this last week with the, or I should say earlier in the week, with the Denver win and and what Denzel Perryman brought back to that defense, which was that that veteran presence, that that thumper in the middle, like you said. And Blake Martinez can be that, like you said, on the two downs. Uh, but that veteran leadership more than anything because of the the age uh, on that group and some of the inexperience there, relatively speaking, that to me is the biggest deal here and why this signing, in addition to the ability Blake Martinez has, the leadership is sorely needed. And especially in this game, even though he'll be new to this team, uh, and, and of course we're expecting him to play Sunday, he might not, but we expect him to play. Uh, that's going to be something that I think can't go understated on how strongly they need somebody like that in a big game like this on Monday. All right. New to this team, but not new to the system. Uh, I kind of stole my thunder there because uh, <laughs> article out on sports, not just explain the importance of having a Blake Martinez on the roster with Denzel Perriman going through the concussion protocol. It's not all about um, what you see in the box score with him. As you just said, you want his leadership in the middle of that defense because you want guys in the right spot at the right time against this offense because, as we know, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are going to throw everything at the Raiders, so they have to be ready to ready to defend it. And you want a veteran, to me, you want a veteran in the middle of that defense to make sure your guys are ready and lined up properly. Again, this is no disrespect to Divine Diablo, but Blake Martinez has seen it all, and he's played under Patrick Grant for multiple years, so he has a good grasp of this defense. Yeah, good signing uh, by the or pending signing, signing whichever, depending when you listen to this broadcast, uh, to bring Blake <laughs> Martinez in on that defense uh, where the Raiders really need that presence and need the ability there as well. Let's move on to some of the other things we heard this week, too, earlier in the week, and that was the Raiders uh, brought in another wide receiver, Albert Wilson visited the Raiders. Uh, and some fans, I think, why are we bringing another receiver? I think most people don't realize how many times these teams bring in players. Every week the Raiders have players coming in. Sometimes they're not big names. Sometimes there's not reports about them, but it happens every single week. What do we know about Albert Wilson? Does that mean we should suspect anything about Hunter Renfro? Because Hunter Renfro was back at practice yesterday on Wednesday we don't know. He was in the red jersey, so he's still not able to take any contact. So we don't know what his status is for Monday night. He does get the extra day, clearly, uh, with the team uh, playing on Monday Night Football. Uh, but what should we read into, if anything, Albert Wilson coming in to work out for the Raiders? I wouldn't read too much into it because a lot of people, people a lot of teams do this. And I believe I forgot what, what coach said this. I think it was Sean Payton said this about Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells kept a book of players that even if the team doesn't sign them, that they can call right away if a player goes down with an injury. You just call that player right there, boom, bam. We already worked him out. We know what he's capable of. We know what position he could play, his responsibilities. We would just call him and bring him in. So I don't think this is an imminent signing of any sort. As you said, Hunter Renfro did come back to practice. So that's a positive sign. But again, he has to pass certain tests to get back on the field. I think it's just a matter of if Hunter Renfro cannot go and if they have an injury here or there, or if they need something, Albert Wilson is on call. For those with good memory, if you remember, Albert Wilson actually scored a touchdown against the Raiders in that preseason game. He was on the Viking squad at the time, mm -hmm. but he did score a touchdown. So they probably had a good look at him and said, hey, if he's ever available, we'll bring him in for a workout, try him out. 
Mo, we look at this game coming up against the Chiefs on Monday night, and you look at the current state of the Raiders and and the injury report. Uh, outside of, of course, Denzel Perryman we talked about, uh, but we have Hunter Renfro. Who else is concerned? Are you concerned about uh, Foster Moreau still uh, having issues not back at practice as of Wednesday going into Thursday? So what are, what are the Raiders, uh, what's the disadvantage for them right now when you look at that injury list? I, I, would, I would say Rocky Sin is the injury or the player that didn't play last week that I'm kind of eyeing right now because with the Chiefs passing offense, you need all hands on deck. This is nothing against Amik Robinson, but you need as many healthy cornerbacks and defensive backs as you can get against this Chiefs offense because even though they don't have Tyreek Hill, they have a plethora of wide receivers who can still perform at a high level. Miko Hardman has speed. Juju Smith-Schuster can line up inside and outside. You got to make sure you know where he's lined up. Uh, Marquez Velez-Scanling, I know a lot of people make fun of him for the drops, but if he gets his handles on the football and he hauls it in, he can get you a 50-yard gain on one play. So you have to be careful about the deep ball there. Sky Moore is their rookie second rounder. Had a lot of production on the collegiate level, so don't ever want to look him either. And, of course, their running backs, more of Clyde was here that can catch out of the backfield. Isaiah Pacheco doesn't have a reception yet, but you still want to keep an eye on him because they will pass to their running backs. And, of course, Travis Kelsey. I think what's going to happen with Travis Kelsey is going to have a bracket around him with the safety, maybe not a linebacker, but maybe a hybrid Maybe Divine Diablo plays that hybrid role and you have Dron Harmon come down over the top because, again, we don't want John Abram one-on-one with Travis Kelsey. I think you want a combination of guys and you just don't leave it up to one player to to defend him as a one-man responsibility, so to speak. Yeah, in- interesting, too, if you look at some of uh, what's happening up front again for the Raiders. We go back to the offensive line here for a minute, Mo. Um, and we saw what happened with Alex Bars. I've now watched the game tape three times and Alex bars to me gets worse every time I watch it. Um, and that's not to pick on the guy. Listen, I mean, he's been put in a position. He's played two different position. He, he's, he's a backup rotational guy to come in yeah. on a few downs when you need him. It's not, he's not a starting left guard. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's, it, I want to just say that up front, but, but it wasn't good each time I looked at it. And um, so the Raiders, when you, when you see them roll out, in Kansas City, of course, you're going to have Colton Miller. Who's going to be the left guard for Colton Miller next to Andre James on the line? It's probably going to be Alex Bars. I know you probably cringe at that, and I do too. <laughs> but they're not. Apparently, they're not very high on John Simpson. He was a healthy scratch, I guess, the Denver Broncos. So this is a guy that went from being a starter. We saw him play a lot of snaps in the preseason. Had had a had some rough games. During the preseason, after the, I believe he played well in the Hall of Fame game against the Jaguars. Then after that, kind of went downhill. Then you started to see the Raiders experiment a little bit. So you're probably going to get Alex Bars because apparently they, they trust him there. But don't feel good about that left guard spot. You just hope that whoever is there, Colt Miller, can help him out because he's a solid player at that position. Yes, absolutely. Okay, we are coming up on our first break here on Silver and Black today. We appreciate you guys being with us. Do us a favor. As you know, we are also an Odyssey original podcast. The Odyssey Network is growing just you would not believe it. This is the first year that they've rolled out a podcast for every team in the NFL. By the way, uh, our podcast, that's right, Silver and Black today, me and Mo and David, our producer, got to give him credit too. We are number three in the NFL for their podcast, okay? We trail the Eagles podcast and the Cowboys podcast. Now, 
I know how Raider fans feel about the Cowboys. Do us a favor. Help us beat these guys. They're all nice guys and all that, but and they're part of our team, so, so we love them, but there's a, com- there's a competition here. I say, and I told these guys on a conference call, that Raider Nation is the best fan base. Oh, no, Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. Oh, Cowboys, Cowboys, we're America's team. I said, no, 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 no. No, I, I, I bet you, and I, and I won't tell you what I bet them because I can't say it on the air right now, but I will tell you, because it has to do with alcohol, but I will tell you, I believe that you can make us the number one podcast in the Odyssey Sports Network. I know you can. I have no doubts because Raider Nation is the best fan base in all of sports. Sorry, Yankee fans. They just are. So do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Help us beat the Cowboys it's just like this is a game. It's just like the Raiders rolling into Jerry World. You want them to beat Jerry Jerry Jones and the Cowboys? Help us beat them in the podcast world. Help us beat the Eagles, the undefeated Eagles, okay? So go subscribe to our podcast. Turn on the auto download. That's how we how they know we are successful is the number of downloads, meaning you guys are listening to us. Help us beat the Cowboys and Eagles podcast if you would. You can get the podcast wherever you get it. It doesn't matter where you get it. Just do it. Sign up, subscribe. We certainly appreciate that. When we come back from the break, we're going to dive in on the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to review a piece that Mo had earlier in the week about uh, subtle wrinkles the Raiders had and how uh, they were able to beat the Broncos, but how that could play into the Chiefs game. And then we'll give you some three keys to the Chiefs. Later on in the show... Our good friend Kelly Kreiner will join us for some fantasy football smack talk, which Mo will be the recipient. Everybody knows this because Mo's 0-4. But we also have a special guest coming on to give Mo a little bit of a pep talk. And no, it's not Lynn with a plate of sushi. It is going to be someone that I think will get Mo motivated. So we'll have to see who that is. That's coming up in the third segment of the show. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we roll on with silver and black today. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today. Welcome back. Silver and Black today rolls on. Thanks for being with us, Raider Nation. We appreciate you more than we could ever tell you in just a few minutes. So thank you for being with us and welcome back to the show. Make sure you subscribe to the show. As I said, 
it's a competition now in the Odyssey Network. We want to beat the Eagles and we want to beat the Cowboys who are ahead of us in the podcast race. Out of the 32 teams, that's right, Silver and Black today, we're third. I don't like being third. Mo, you don't like being third, do you? Never like being third or 0-4 or last. Always first. <laughs> Always first. <laughs> Always first. And we know Raider Nation's the best fan base in all of sports. So do us a favor. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. Also, do us a favor. Give us a five-star review, please. We would appreciate that very much, as always. And we uh, wouldn't be here without you guys listening. And so we never forget that. So thank you. And appreciate the mailbag show yesterday, which was a lot of fun. So if you hear the sushi references and people named <laughs> Lynn, go back and listen to the Wednesday show, and you'll know what we're talking about. All right, well, let's dive in on the Raiders versus the Chiefs coming up here on Monday night football. Monday night football. Okay, I have to say it the right way. Um, sorry, I like to devolve into voices. I don't do it enough, do I? I no, want to hear Mo do, do that. You did a voice Never. one day, remember? I did. Yeah, you when? were. <laughs> I forgot what you were doing. In, in, inadvertently, probably, or was it purposely done? No, you were. Hoo, hoo, you were like making fun of somebody, and it was. It was. Oh yeah, when I make fun of when I make fun of whiny crying fans, it's Twitter. always yeah, Twitter fans. There you go. That was Not all fans. The fans are great, but yes. some of some of the Twitter trolls and people, I make fun of them. Yes, there's there's people with big holes in their life, and they somehow try to fill it with nastiness. And Mo was making fun of them, but you had a voice, yes. and so uh, that's where. Okay, so we devolved into a, question, a, a conversation about voices, but we're back to football. Mo, you had a piece earlier on Sports Not, and for those of you, by the way, we we also simulcast the show onto YouTube. So if you'd like to see us there, you can check out because sometimes we'll reference visuals. And if you want to see them, you can go on the YouTube channel, subscribe there, hit the notifications button, by the way, you can't forget, you got to do both. Subscribe, notifications, ding, 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 ring the bell for us. Um, but if you're watching up there, you'll see uh, Mo's piece here on, um, on Sportsnot, which talks about Three subtle wrinkles to carry over from the 32-23 win over the Denver Broncos. This is, of course, Mo's great written work. Um, he usually writes it in crayons, but luckily they, they transcribe <laughs> it to a computer. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, Mo, I want to go through these because I think uh, we, we've, we talked about them on the last couple of shows, some of them, but they have equally as much importance in this game coming up uh, on sun, on Monday night. And so I want to be able to to talk through that and and have you kind of – Explain to folks why you talked about it in the piece that we're showing up here on the screen, too. Number one was Derek Carr utilizing his mobility on first down runs. Talk specifically about your point here and, and why it's so vital and how it just gave a, a huge shot of adrenaline uh, and, and the opportunity to succeed for this Raiders offense. One of the most frustrating things I hear from Raiders fans is saying that they always say Derek Carr is athletic, but he doesn't use it. He doesn't use enough of his athleticism. He has the arm. He has the mobility. He has the quickness. But he stands in the pocket and doesn't run when he has the opportunities to do it. And then sometimes when he does run, lose the ball in the fumble. Well, against the Broncos, he was back to his John Gruden years because, as I've said on this show multiple times, under John Gruden, he improved with his mobility, his decision-making making runs, making getting getting first down runs, moving the chains. When you have clutter downfield and when your guys are covered in the secondary and you have man coverage, there's no one accounting for the quarterback. So you take off, you get the first down, go to the next play. 
Now you ideally want your quarterback in the pocket, given getting the ball to his playmakers. But when the opportunity comes, you take off and run because I believe Derek Carr said in the post-game press conference that John Gruden always wanted him to run for at least two first downs. Well, I believe he had five against the Denver Broncos. So he was, <laughs> he, you know, the Denver Broncos have, they, you know, a lot of people say things about who the Denver Broncos played and whatnot, but they have a really good secondary. So Devontae Adams had, had a good day, of course. Matt Collins had some catches. But when your guys are covered downfield and there's no one in his open lanes in front of you, get the first down. I think that was important. Uh, moving down, I see you have the stunts with Cleveland Farrell on the interior. Uh, a lot of people not talking about Cleveland Farrell. And I understand that because he missed a lot of time during the offseason, had an undisclosed injury. But when you saw him get in that stunt with Max Crosby, and that's when Max Crosby had one of his sacks, uh, that's caused by Cleveland Farrell bringing pressure up front. If the guys don't respect the guy, a uh, defender bringing pressure, then that stunt does not work. So Cleveland Farrell has to get a push in order for Max Crosby to get that sack. So, of course, Farrell is not going to get credit for that in the box score. But he helped make that play happen. I think a lot more people need to talk about Clee Farrell's play and his ability to move across the, the front line. Yeah, Mo, and I'm really glad that you you wrote about that and brought that up because his talk about that role and how, yes, where he was drafted, he's never going to live up to that uh, based on, yeah. on what Raider Nation expected. But overall, he's really becoming one of the only, I think, true bright spots on that interior. Right. I, people overlooked this, I know, because it was a loss against the Chargers, but I believe he had four quarterback pressures in that game. Now, he usually, for some reason, plays well against the Chargers. I don't know what it is, but Cleve Farrell usually shows up when, the, when he plays against the Chargers uh, through his career. But he had, I believe, four quarterback hurries in that game. And as you said, the Raiders desperately need a push up front on the interior specifically, and he's been that guy so far. He has been, and um, I, that that to me, that interior, that defense still is is a big concern. And and against Kansas City, they're going to uh, they're going to have to really do something. They got to find a way to make Patrick Mahomes comfortable all throughout the pocket, even when he's out of the pocket. So you got to have it coming from the end from Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, and then you got to have. Uh, that push from the inside as well. Okay, we move on to the third point you had in your piece, Mo, and that was Justin Heron as an inline tight end. I love some of these sets last week. Talk a little bit about what they did and how they changed kind of the flow of that Raider offense. This reminded me of the Bill Musgrave years. Bill Musgrave is still probably <laughs> my favorite offensive coordinator for the Raiders in the, in the recent uh, past. But Bill Musgrave did a lot of this with Denver Kirkland. He would have an in, Denver Kirkland as an inline tight end, basically a sixth offensive lineman for max protection or to seal off the edge of that line if you're going to run to the outside. But Heron had that role. I believe he had 17 snaps as an inline tight end. So with Mumford out there and his inexperience and you're kind of worried about his pass protection – then you have Heron in there who can help him out with the pass protection. Again, sealing the line for the runs. He has the experience coming over from Patriots, so he knows the system as well. So if Mumford is a little bit lost, he can help him out. And I think that really helped that side of the offensive line for the Raiders. Not talked about enough, but needs to be mentioned. Absolutely. There you go. So make sure you go up and check out Mo's work. Of course, he's got a new piece out today, right, Mo, on Sports Not yes. too that you talked about. Yes, Blake Martinez, the importance of having him and his leadership and his knowledge of the system out in the field. Yeah, so check that out. That is hot off the interwebs. 
here on Thursday as we speak to you. Okay, Mo, let's dive into some other keys around this Chiefs game. One I, w- I already mentioned, but let's talk a little bit about how the Raiders can do this, uh, and Patrick Graham in particular, and that's flushing Mahomes, making him uncomfortable. We've seen when teams are successful against Mahomes, that's exactly what they're able to do. Doesn't mean the guy doesn't make some amazing plays on the run or when he's flushed out of the pocket, but the more you can put people in his face, the more you can push him and pinch him in so he doesn't have much room, uh, the better you will do against him. With this Raiders defense, especially that front, especially the linebacking core with Blake Martinez there, what are we going to see here? What do we need to see in order for this Raiders defense to put a wrinkle in that Chiefs offense? I don't know who's going to play this role, but you may have a spy out there because a lot of people have talked about spying uh, Patrick Mahomes, just making sure you keep him contained and him uh, moving the ball downfield in small chunks, not getting any big big, big plays in the passing game. But I believe it was Arden Key who had the spy role one, uh, in the game that the Raiders last beat the Chiefs. Of course, Arden Key is now with the Jacksonville Jaguars, so he won't be in that role. The other thing is too high uh, safeties, and I think that's what Patrick Mahomes struggled with last year. A lot of the interceptions he threw were kind of unlucky, bounced off a receiver's hands or, you know, just something outside of his control. But the point is you want to make him drive down the length of the field and you want him to take short completions. You don't want him to light you up with a big play. I know Tyreek Hill is not there, but as I mentioned previously, Miko Hardman and Marquez Velasquez can can hurt you in that way where they can get the big play. So you want to make him – Dink and dunk down the field, and then you have a chance to uh, get the ball, match pace with the Chiefs. I know that's hard, but as long as they're not getting the big spark plays, you have a, you have a shot. Absolutely, it's going to be it's going to be tough. Like I, and that's the one thing I will say. I know Raider fans never, and they shouldn't believe that their team doesn't have a chance going in because they do. Right? It's the NFL. These are pro football players. But I like to see, I've seen some realistic expectations of this game. And that is, hey, it's going to be tough to go in there and win right now where we're at. And, and I like that. So people are understanding what it is they're going against. The other thing, too, Mo, when I look at a key to this game, and I want to get your comments on this, which is, of course, the Raiders offense. We saw it do better last week against Denver, and that was encouraging. And we talked about it in your story with, with Carr and all the things that they're doing correctly, running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. Um, and I think that running the ball is going to be just as important, if not more important this week, not only because of what it did and how it sets up their opportunity to play call, but also you got to keep Mahomes off the field as much as possible. He can score quickly. And so the long sustained offensive drives, you can't go three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out in Kansas City, or that's going to be the death of you. Talk about that for a little bit. And not only that, sustained drives, Mo especially scoring drives, you cannot have what our good friend Fabian calls the minus four. You have to have seven. You cannot have a long drive and get three points. Right. And, th- and this also goes back to my point about Justin Heron and him being an inline tight end. It's not only just for a max pass protection, but also to help you play some bully ball because when you're able to go downhill, run it down the opponent's throat, you hold possession, you win the time of possession battle, less time for Mahomes on the field, more time for your offense, you shorten the game. Of course, it's Raiders fans. Some of them want to say, "Okay, throw the ball downfield." We got Devontae Adams. We got Darren Waller, who's you know his production is kind of wavering a little bit, not a little bit, but a lot. And then Hunter Renfro. Still, we don't know if he's going to play, especially if Hunter Renfro's on the field. I know Mac Hollis has been a revelation out there, but you want to shorten the game, balance the attack. 
I know Josh McDaniels like to say, if you fall behind, you can't commit to the run game. But as long as you stay within one score, you can keep Josh Jacobs, Samir White, and whoever you else you have running the ball involved in this game. And I think the Raiders are going to need that on Monday. Yeah, and, and and I think that, that that is going to be important because you can't panic, right? And I think that mm-hmm. first-time head coaches, and I know it's his second time around, but I don't count Denver that much other than the negatives he learned from. So, so a first-time head coach facing Andy Reid, and I know how much it pains Raider fans to admit how good Andy Reid has been since he's been in Kansas City. The numbers are staggering when you look at his record against the AFC West, his record against the Raiders. It's, it's sickening if you're a Raiders fan. That's how good it is. So, so he's going to have to be on top of his game. This is, gonna, this is a coaching battle. This is a chess game, not only on the field, but also between these coaches and understanding and anticipating – and reading one another. So that one's going to be interesting. The but third thing. One thing I will say. Yeah, jump in. Sorry to cut you off. But one thing I will say that, that works in the Raiders' favor is, I know Josh McDaniels is on the offensive side of the ball, but being with the Patriots and the Patriots have had their battles with the Chiefs, he's familiar with what Andy Reid can do in that offense. The other thing is the last time Travis Kelsey played against a Patrick Graham-led defense, when the Chiefs played the Giants, I believe on Monday Night Football in Week 8 last year, Travis Kelsey only had four catches for 27 yards. Wow. And the Giants held the Chiefs to 20 points. Now, the Chiefs won that game, but their high-powered offense only scored 20 points for the Giants 17, so they were able to keep it close. So Patrick Graham, he should feel confident going into this game that maybe he can slow down on Travis Kelsey and that Chiefs offense. See, there's Mo making us smarter again. See? That's what happens when you're the best damn football <laughs> writer in the United States. Uh, I and I mean that, that sincerely. Um, and so... That I'm going to get to another point here, another key that I think is related to the Raiders' offense. But you just touched on something that that I, I want to address, and that is the defense. Um, I I really believe you talked about who's going to be that guy who steps up in this game, and I've been really, really, really hard on him for his coverage, but it might be Jonathan Abram, might it? It it can't be Jonathan Abram in terms of deep cover. I mean, not deep coverage, but maybe not at the line and and actually giving Mahomes a fit. Now, that's a good point. If you want to say maybe he can blitz on certain occasions and and just kind of give Patrick Mahomes a different look. Now, for some quarterbacks, especially the good ones, you don't want to blitz them too much because they'll pick you apart. (laughs) But if you're going to blitz Jonathan Abram, you you better make sure the area he's blitzing from is covered because Patrick Mahomes will throw to the middle field to guess who? Travis Kelsey or one of his running backs. So you want to do it. You want to maybe do a delayed blitz, a disguise blitz, but you don't want to do You want to sprinkle it in just to kind of give him something to think about. Yeah, and and I really think, especially if you see him can't play, um, I think they will, even though, again, we, we had him on the show. We talked about how much he's progressed, and now a bunch of the other reporters are writing about it, which is awesome for Amik Robertson. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're going to pick on him uh, because, of the, because of the size advantage, and it just makes sense, right, if you look at what's going out there. Nate Hobbs is the guy on the Raiders, and so we'll have to see what they do. Uh, of course, uh, the, we'll see a little bit of that, that, that too high safety, right, and see what the, the – the Raiders are able to do what Patrick Mahomes do. He seems to figure it out at times uh, when people thought, oh, that's how you stop Patrick Mahomes, and he still beats you, even with that defense. So um, when you look at that, Mo, too, and that defensive backfield for the Raiders, um, who do you see there as maybe, I hate to use the terminology, but as a weak link or, or who the Chiefs might game plan to go and target and quickly go after? Hey, it's not like a broken record, but you find Jonathan Abram. 
if he's not coming downhill or if he's not blitzing, which you don't want to, you know, uh, you don't want to telegraph that. But wherever he is on the field, that's where you're throwing the football. Uh, I wouldn't say Amik Robinson is the weak link. And I'm not saying that just because he's been on our show. But we all know he, you know, he can give up some big plays. He give us a place here and there, but play relatively well against the Broncos. Um, that that Chiefs pass catching group, to me, is not elite. Right. But the guys, but the guy to watch to me is Juju Smith Schuster, and yes. because he can line up on the inside and the outside, you want to make sure whoever is is on him keeps track. And that could be a Meek, that could be Nate Hobbs, that could be anybody in that secondary because he can move around. You want to make sure you know where he is. But um, other than I, I won't go weak link. I'll I'll go with a strengthier. And I think we talked about two high safety looks, and you don't want Jonathan Abram in two high safety <laughs> in a two high safety look. I think it's going to be instrumental to have Trayvon Merrick and and uh, Daron Harmon back Daron there, Harmon, yeah, because those two guys can make plays on the football, and if they can force a turnover and interception here and there, that can change the complexion of the game. So I will look for those two guys to have big roles. Yeah, and if you look over the course of the last six games, Patrick Mahomes has had has more turnovers than he had previously to that. So he's been in this kind of cycle as people have kind of figured it out. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think that's a possibility. Um, before we go to the break here and then we bring on Kelly in just a minute, Mo, um, Derek Carr, I think this is a massively huge game for Derek Carr. It is for the Raiders too, don't get me wrong. And Derek Carr played really well last week. You talked about using his feet. You need that from him again. But this is the kind of game where I think he's got to put up numbers and he's got to put up a game where he's not just a game manager, uh, but he is actually making things happen. I think that's the kind of game this is going to be because the, the quarterback on the other side is going to. And so I think you got to go a little bit of tit for tat and Derek Carr has to have one of those patented big games, don't you think? It's got to have a big game. I wouldn't say it has to be a big game necessarily in the box score. Right. He's, as you said, he's going to have to score because the Chiefs are coming in with the second highest scoring offense in the league. So he's going to have to make some plays. Uh, but as we've seen in the past, if he throws for two touchdowns, it has 211 yards, but it's in the clutch. I'll take that if it's a win. Uh, the one thing I will say about Derek Carr, and I tweeted about this on Tuesday, is when he, as a starter for the Raiders, the Raiders are 1-7 and seven at Arrowhead. The only win that they got at Arrowhead was when they were, I believe, you know, there was the COVID year where there weren't too many fans in attendance. The Raiders won 40-32. That was the Henry Ruggs year where Henry Ruggs opened up that offense, went deep, had a couple of big, big catches. And I think they can get that from Matt Collins, by the way, who's averaging, I believe, six, over 16 yards a catch. But this is a big game for Derek Carr because it's big for his, uh, his psyche. Because as I said, the Raiders are one and seven going into Arrowhead when he's a starter. So he did it. He got a win over the Chiefs two years ago, did it with less fans in the stadium. Now he needs to do it while it's full. The on fans a big are stage. there on a big stage, Monday night football, fans are screaming at him. And he he knows what his record is. He may not talk about it publicly, but he understands he hasn't played well at Arrowhead. He understands his team hasn't played well at Arrowhead. So I think yeah. this is big for his psyche. He, to your point, yes, he has to have a big game. Now, will I say he needs to throw for 300 yards, 350 yards? No, it all depends on the flow. Now, I, I don't think this is going to happen, but let's say it's a 27-24 game. You might lean on the run game more because it's working against the Chiefs. Who knows? But what I will say is if it's a close game and it comes down to the final stretch, he has to be the guy to make some big plays. 
he has to lead the Raiders to the victory. Good for the team, good for him, and good for his record going forward because you know what they say, it's not a rivalry until you even out the scoreboard, until you even out the battle because if the other team is winning 90%, the 80, 80% of the games, it's not really a rivalry. And I think Derek Carr said this last year, not a rivalry, rivalry until we start winning more football games against the Chiefs. Indeed he did, and I think that that's one of those situations where – yeah, you can't have errant throws like at key times. You can't have turnovers. You got to protect the ball, not only throwing it, but also holding on to it if you get sacked. So, so I think that's on the line for him here. Uh, and he seems poised coming off his last game to do that. So we'll have to see. All right, we're going to step aside real quick for a break. When we come back, we're going to close the show. We'll give you our game prediction, but we're also going to bring on Kelly Kreiner, talk a little bit about the Silver and Black Today Fantasy League. We'll show you the standings, and then we also have a special guest. Uh, some of you might know who this person is. I don't know if actually a lot of people will, but I'm not sure if they will. So we'll bring on that guest. This is someone Kelly Kreiner um, was able to get to do a pep talk for Mo because Mo's 0-4. So we'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. You can also catch us on 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas or on The Bet 1140, both Odyssey stations. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back. The final stretch of this edition of Silver and Black today. Do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe. We really appreciate it. Set up auto download. That way, every time we publish a show, which is at least three to four times a week, sometimes more, you will get it sent right to your device anywhere you get your podcast, whether that is on Apple Google, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you can subscribe there and get it for us. Help us again. I told you earlier in the show, we are number three in the network of the 32 NFL teams. We want to beat the Eagles podcast and the, the Cowboys podcast that sit ahead of us. So please help Mo and I. If you're a Raider fan, do you want to lose even when you're listening to our show to the Cowboys and the Eagles? No. So help us do that. We really appreciate it. All right, Mo, we're going to bring on Kelly here in a minute and talk about your uh, prowess in fantasy football. But before we do that, 
let's talk about this Chiefs game and 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 talk about how we think it'll break down. Um, going in, you said and you talked about in the last segment the history of the Raiders in Kansas City against Andy Reid. It has not been good. Uh, and so when you look at that situation, oh, and you know what? We're going to get back to that because now joining us is our good friend, Kelly Kreiner. So let me bring Kelly on here before we lose him because um, I know that the the local sheriff is looking for Kelly. Uh, I'm not sure for what, but he's there. Hey, Kelly, move your, move your camera over just a little bit so you're a little center there on the video. Yeah, people want to see you. Oh, there we go. A little more, a little more. That's okay. You there? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Hey, there he is. Kelly, welcome. Uh, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this. I'm going to move. There we go. We still can't see you, but that's okay. We can see half of your face. Hey, there he is. Okay. So, Kelly, um, we we know, and I'm going to show something, too, because, uh, you know, our, our our listeners are the best at at really rubbing in what's happened to Mo's um, <laughs> uh, fantasy team. And one of those guys is our good friend Chad Mixon, who writes in and actually won a T-shirt the other day. Uh, but if you look at this, did you see this, Kelly? I'm going to show it to you now. Oops, if I can put it on the thing. Did you see this? Mo and four. Oh, no. I did not see that. That do is. You see, uh... Do you see my biceps on that one? <laughs> yeah, Looking but good. you know what? Are you are you talking to Sammy Sosa? Like, why is your skin so light? I mean, I don't know what happened to your arms there. You know, I tan from the neck up, so my arms get a little pale from time to time. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So if you're watching, uh, you have to see that one on YouTube if you if you really want to see it. Uh, and it, it's too good not to to keep up. So we'll we'll do that as well uh, on the screen for those. Open, but now I got Mo cut off, so I can't do it that way. Um, as we're doing video direction on the fly, folks. Um, all right, Kelly. So so we're we're here to talk about Mo, and and you're such a good friend to Mo, right? And you really felt bad about where he's been because. The first couple weeks, you know, we talked about it here on the show. He was scoring points. It was just a bad matchup situation. He kind of got screwed. He was like second in the league in scoring. Since that time, he's fallen back a little bit while you and I continue to kick ass. Um, but but you felt bad, and you had an idea of saying, you know what, maybe Mo just needs a pep talk, right? I did. You know, I'm all about trying to help friends out. And uh, when I say a friend in need, I'm like, what can I do to help this person? And um, I think I came up with, I mean, this could turn out like to be the thing that takes Mo over the top. Mo might win the championship now, and he will have nobody but me to thank for that. You are correct. And so we're going to bring that up. Mo, are you ready to hear your pep talk from a special guest who uh, you're about to see in a minute? And you're also about to hear from in, in, in a minute. You ready for this? I'm absolutely ready. Okay, here we go. What's up, Mo? It's Heisman Trophy one NFL Hall of Famer Tim Brown reaching out to you. Kelly <laughs> sent me a note telling me that you need a pep talk. <laughs> Mo is a Raiders fan, and he needs a pep talk. Says your fantasy football team is off to a bad start. Man, I don't know how y'all do that fantasy, man. That's a lot, a lot of work, man. And to be good at that, bro, you got to be on top of it absolutely on top of it so uh she said that uh, i'm assuming kelly is a girl said i don't want him to get discouraged because he is learning fantasy football uh so hey man look i was reading the rest of what she said there but 
Hey, look, uh, I keep saying she. I hope Kelly is a, is a lady. <laughs> look, this, this fantasy football, like I just said, it, it's, it's tough, man. If you're just getting into it, brother, do not get down on yourself. You will get better at it. You know, you'll you find out the little tips and all that stuff, man. I mean, I know people who started years ago who hated it, but now they, they can't wait for football season to start every year because now they got the hang of it, you know. So don't be too hard on yourself, bro. Let roll with it. Let Take the jokes and all that because that's what we do. You know, that's what we do to our boys. We joke you when you're not doing well. But, um, you know, but it's going to be okay, brother. All right? You good? All right? We good? All right. Hut, hut. <laughs> that's our play for the day. So, and I was told to end the message with this. Warm potato salad is trash. <laughs> All right? Warm potato salad is trash. And I think you know what I mean. And I happen to agree with the statement, by the way. Hey, God bless you, man. And, um, good luck to you, man. Ease up on yourself with this fantasy deal. And uh, good, to, good things are right around the corner for you. God bless. Peace. There you go. Look Tim at that. Brown. Tim Brown. Tim Brown. Look Tim Brown from Mo. Look at that. So you know what this means, right? <laughs> Mo is about to go on an 11-game win streak and be 11-4. and four. Thanks to Kelly Kreiner. He or her, we don't know yet. Uh, we're not sure. And, <laughs> and that, Tim that Brown. Made, that made that so much better. Like, when I first heard that, I'm like, oh, God. But then I'm like, you know what? That actually makes it funnier. <laughs> and it was so funny because Kelly Mo. He, he tells me he's doing this, and then he gets the video done, and then he tells me, dude, he kept calling me she, her. <laughs> and I said, that makes it great. That makes it hysterical. Uh, and I'm sure you went through that. Kelly, you've been through that probably your entire life, right, when people don't know, when they're yelling, Kelly, are you, uh, are you here, dear, or whatever? Because, you know, when you have Ma'am. one of those, my middle name is Ashley, so I get it. I've, I've had that, too. Really? Yes. Yeah, I, I've heard that, although I don't care. You know, it's yeah. whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. But yeah, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, this this is this put that over the top. That that <laughs> that made this that much better. And uh, the fact that he agrees on warm potato salad being trash, I think that ends that, that, ends that debate. If Tim Brown says it, then it may have some merit. But <laughs> hey, let's let's also remember he, you know, the Notre Dame affiliation. You know, I understand where he comes from, and Scott is now pumping his fist. But let let's be honest. Uh, you know, the, with the Notre Dame affiliation, it makes it kind of questionable. You know? Oh, but he's a Raider. Sort of. He is, but Notre Dame came first. Before, yeah. Well, the the Raider trumps Raider. all. Oh, there you go. I, the Raider the, trumps the, all. The cool thing, you know what though? If I if I come back and win this, I need to get in contact with Tim Brown and have Tim Brown try some warm potato salad because I guarantee you he has never tried warm potato salad. I know he said it because you asked him to say it. But when I go 11 to 4, 10 to 5, Tim Brown has to try some warm potato salad. And he has to do another message saying, you know what? I tried it and it's actually pretty good. Yeah, but you know, I've never, eat, I've never eaten cockroaches, but I'm not going to try it to see if it tastes good. Yeah, I just told him to say it. I didn't tell him he had to agree with it. He agreed with it on his own. You know? That that is Which, true. That that was the cherry on the Sunday for this. When I got that and I heard that, I'm like, okay, this like could not have went any better. Yeah, that's too funny. All right, guys, we're gonna what we're gonna do now is I'm gonna show you, for those of you watching, uh, the standings of the Silver and Black Today uh, fantasy league. And we're gonna get we're still working on we wanted to get through 
five or six games before we actually bring some people on so we can get the flotsam and jetsam away from the, the, the elite of the league. But if you look at this, our good friend, Multiple Scorgasms, which I still love that name, uh, you have uh, tied in first with myself, uh, Gullies Gashers. And then e- I look at look at Evan Neal before Zod, which is Kelly, three and one, along with North County Raider right there at three and one. Uh, boy, the, the top four teams here. Uh, this is anybody's game right now and, and, and anybody's league. Of course, it's very early. But you see that mixed in at the bottom here. Bay Area Raiders, Slow Jam James, a big surprise. He's had some trouble. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Yard, which is our producer, David, just winning, just win Wendy. And then Mostradamus with the... Save the, the best pieces. for last. <laughs> Save the best for last. That's what this Most is. Most trying to win the loser league, right? Where you, where you win. Uh, but you look at this, Kelly. Right. O- overall, um, you know, there's been some favorable favorable matchups for some of us in the league, mm-hmm. including myself. There's no question about that. But overall, um, it's, it's, it's early. Injuries are starting to now be a factor. When you look at that, your team is playing really well. What's, the fa- what's, what's been your best attribute so far? Who's come on strong for you and helped you get off to that 3-1 start? I think it's just the fact that I put together the perfect starting roster and the absolute <laughs> worst bench possible. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you look at several of the younger guys that I drafted hoping they would hit early, absolutely none of them did. Um, so they have all been <laughs> – I am slowly moving on and getting rid of those guys. Um, my kicker might be hurt this week, so I might finally <laughs> cut Kadarius Tony who has no place on an NFL on a fantasy roster anymore. So that might be the uh, neat, the urge to push me through and get me you know, off of the Kadarius Tony. Cause he's just clogging up a bench space. I just want to make sure that Mo knows that if he gets last, he doesn't get the first pick in the draft. He, he's aware of that, right? <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to get Bryce young or CJ Stroud. This is the strategy for next year. I'm, this is what I'm um, aiming for. You, you mean, Will Levis? Oh, yes. Possible number one pick for Kentucky, Will Levis. Might have to fix his thumb before he gets in the league really quick. I don't know what was, what was going on with his fingers in that in that <laughs> game, but might want I've to fix actually, that up. I've seen worse than that. Uh, as a kid playing in a basketball tournament, I dislocated a finger. And, of course, I'm freaking out. My coach just goes over there, pops it right back in, throws me back in the game. <laughs> well, and Kelly's a Kentucky fan, too, so – yeah, well, beginning of the season, I had a friend of mine who works for the league ask me if I was mentally prepared for Will Levis to be a top ten draft pick, really- and I'm like, you can't. I mean, really? I'm like, he like I see why you like the talent, but he's just never put everything together. But apparently, I mean, the, you're starting to hear some buzz. He may be the number one pick. Yes, which is unfortunate. Well, I shouldn't say he's unfortunate, but I I had talked uh, over the last couple of weeks, Kelly, about him extensively. Um, kind of before that game, before the national stuff started popping off, because you told me that. Do you remember telling me that way back in the summer? Yeah. And I started yeah, I sent to you that text that I didn't like. I didn't like that. I didn't believe it. You didn't believe it, and so I started watching him, watched some of the tape, and then as the season started, started to look at that and say, "Man, if he could." You know, depending what happens with the Raiders, and of course the Raiders get off to that bad start at zero and three, and I'm thinking, boy, if he stays middle to end of the first round. 
maybe maybe that would be a good opportunity for them. But now, as you said, he's uh, the secret's out. Uh, not that it was a big secret, but uh, the, the the fact that he's put his game together pops up there now. Uh, now, Kelly, you and I play each other this week, in essence, for a piece of first place. Uh, well, not necessarily, because when I win, I'm still going to have the one loss. Um, so it's possible wise, we still could... We could, yeah, but we could have one undefeated team left. You're so. you're only four point. Yes, you're only four points behind me in the in the points four category, so we're we're pretty even there. Now Mo and I had the bet. Of course, you remember he had to eat the mint chip ice cream on camera. Are we going to make a bet? I think what we should do if I beat you, um, you should add me to another one of your streaming services you have at your house. <laughs> <laughs> so the Disney Plus is good, but what else do you have? Do you have like uh, Paramount? Paramount or, oh yeah, let, we'll, we'll have to come up. You'll we'll have to throw me on the old family plan for some more streaming services. Okay, all right. And then <laughs> if, if you lose, what am I going to have you do? Um, I mean, we can always I, think of some. I mean, we'll yeah, like I something. said, we don't we don't have to do it right now. We can think. No, of something. we'll we'll think of something, uh, and I will text you, and we'll let people know on the next show, but. Dude, I, I, I want to thank you. I mean, the, the 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 visit, number one, but number two, the pep talk. Yeah. And, and you getting that for Mo. I mean, that just shows uh, your man love for Mo. Hey, like I said, I'm always trying to help out a friend. You know, <laughs> if, it, if it costs me a few bucks to help a friend out, I'm more than willing to do that. I'm just glad that Mo lost this week, too, because I actually – had ordered that after right after I beat him, but was afraid I wouldn't get it in time for this week. So if he would have won this week, it wouldn't have worked as well. But thankfully, Mo came in like we knew he would and came in with the loss. <laughs> you know, it's all about the show. It's all about yes. the ratings. And it, it wouldn't have made sense if I was one in three. So I, I went 0-4 purposely so that this whole this whole thing can work out and make you know make it work. You, you took one for the team is what you're saying. Obviously, you know, I'm a team player. <laughs> the Kelly, best thing about that Mo and four graphic is now we can just keep going up the line and just have a new player jersey every week. <laughs> yes, yes, it would be Divine Diablo next week if he's 0 5. <laughs> oh, wow. The fact you already figured it out is even better. <laughs> it's Mo Diablo. Yes, yes, it could be Mo Diablo. <laughs> do, do you guys understand? Do you guys understand? <laughs> How nuclear this could get if I even make the playoffs after this? Well, yeah, yes, uh, I do. But at the same time, um, I just love. I don't. I don't know. Mo, you don't seem to be answering all the members of the league who are talking trash at you. Rossi comes at you pretty hard, all the way from there, Australia. That's international a, heat. There's a lot. There, there are a lot of mentions. I didn't even see Chad's uh, Mo and Four. I had to retweet that because I didn't actually <laughs> didn't even see it until you brought it up on the screen. I was like, oh, actually, yeah. that's pretty funny. It's good stuff. Kelly, before, before you go, give uh, because Kelly is our uh, also our, our, our betting guy, tell us if, if everybody's going to bet one game this week, NFL, whether it be uh, on the money line, whether it be spread, what, what, uh, what one bet would you make if somebody was going to throw down 100 bucks? Got to be the 49ers. The, the, second, the, the second the lines came out, I hit the Colts under 43 and a half. I think that's down to 42 now. Mm. Um, I think that's like, I, I have money on that game and probably still will not watch it. I think that's how bad that <laughs> game is. Um, the, the 49ers isn't a bad pick. Mm-hmm. I haven't done it yet, but you're giving me Pittsburgh plus 14 points in an NFL game. 
you know, I haven't checked the lines today, but that opened at 14. I mean, I don't care who it is. In the NFL, if you're giving me 14 – well, actually, let's be honest. If you give me 14, I'm probably going to do something stupid like tease it up to 20. <laughs> uh, but you, t- you take 14 points in the NFL. I'm sorry. You just t- if, Hey, if you lose, you lose. But you're taking 14 points. But, yeah, for go. me, the Colts, the Colts under, especially if you can get it over 42 um, – that's to me. That's the best one because that game is going to be garbage. <laughs> it's it's funny, you, Kelly. You bring up the 49ers. I actually bet that 49er game before the end of the 49ers Rams game. So I believe I got it at five and a half. It's now I believe six and a half. So I feel good about that. But you're right. That 49ers uh, bet is is a lock. And that's 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 the biggest thing. It's like when you hear people talk about sharps and squares and everything like that. Getting the best of the number is the most important thing. Now, especially when you get in something early like that, obviously somebody could get hurt or anything can happen, but that can work for both teams. Mm -hmm. But if you get an early number that you like, you can always go back and reassess at the end of the week. And you might have a middle if somebody gets hurt. You might have, I mean, you know, you might be able to just kind of buy yourself out if you don't like a bet anymore. But -hmm. if you get the best of a number early, it opens up way more options for you uh, for the rest of your picks. Well, there you go. Kelly making you money, hopefully. All right, Kelly, man, thanks again. We appreciate you joining us, and uh, we'll get you again real soon, uh, especially after I beat you uh, this week. Before we let Kelly go, if I go 0-8, do you think you can get Dennis Rodman, you know, Michael (laughs) Jordan, somebody like that? I mean, not that I have already looked through several of those other (laughs) options and stuff. Like, I haven't planned anything else, like, for a certain number. The marker. <laughs> um, I had one of them more was an intervention. Uh, Chris Cosentino is a celebrity chef. And I was basically <laughs> just going to have him run down your food tanks as like a food intervention. I thought about doing that. Um, but, oh, there are, oh, trust me. I, 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 I'm i the type of person that uh, I'll go above and beyond for a joke. <laughs> and That's true. I, uh, if I win the league, I may have a few things planned. That would probably be considered fiscally irresponsible. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Always if a good time. I, if I don't win the league, I hope Kelly wins it just for that, because I want to see what he would have planned if he, if he did win. So you hope I win the league? Cause you if, it's the not, league. if it's not me. If it's not me. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, you're hoping it's for me. Thanks, we, Mom. We, uh... Sorry, Scott. No, it's okay. I get it. I, I, I kind of want to see it, too. So if, if Kelly and I are in the championship game, I might be willing to lose it to see what he would do. I mean, I believe in Kelly. I believe in Kelly's uh, desire to do something crazy. Absolutely. All right, man. Thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, guys. Anytime. All right. There you go. I, I, you know, and, and it was funny because you thought, you thought that it might be like a sock puppet. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be Kelly with a sock puppet. Yeah being a ventriloquist or something like that. <laughs> and when he I, told I me, because he told me before, he's like, you know what? He's like, I think I'm going to get a cameo from from Tim Brown to give Mo a pep talk. And I'm like, dude, that would be hysterical. And so sure enough, he did. And Brown did such a good job with it, too, laughing yeah, and calling him a girl. And, oh, it was like. The warm potato salad comment saying I agree with this thing. The fact that he said I agree with, like Kelly said, the fact he said I agree with it at the end was like <laughs> cherry on top of it all because he added his own opinion, oh. unscripted, his own yes. opinion after that. 
All right, my friend, we've gone long. So let's get back to, before we leave, um, everybody here, let's get back to the, the, the game against the Chiefs on Monday night. Uh, the Raiders going into this one, um, obviously underdogs here. Uh, what are they going to have to do to get this game right? We talked about it earlier, but I shouldn't say that. What do you think their chances are going into this game, and how do you see the outcome based on what we know today? I give them a 33% chance to win this game. And I don't know why I said 33% chance. It's just because if you say 50-50, you're sitting on the fence because every game is basically 50-50. But I had this as a loss coming into the year. If you watched the prediction show, you know I did. So I'm not going to flip-flop on that. Um, I'm sticking with what I said. I do think that this game will be more competitive than some of the other games at Arrowhead. I hope it is because the Raiders have some 30-plus point losses in there. And yeah. I believe I believe five of their losses at Arrowhead were 11 points or more. So I'm expecting, you know, the Raiders to stay within eight points. You know, like let, mm. let, let's if the Raiders are going to lose this game, I want to see a, a close game. I, yeah. There are no moral wins here. A loss is a loss, and you're one and four, and you don't want to be one and four going into the bye. But what you don't want to see is a Raider team on the field lost in the Monday Night Football bright lights, getting blown up by Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill. Right. And, and I would agree with you. I, I would put it around 30, 40 percent chance uh, to win this game. And I have it as an eight point game. I think they lose 32, 24. I think that offense against Kansas City, the Raiders defense is getting better. We talked about it. But watching the 49ers defensive and I was texting you during the game, right, yep. saying, look mm-hmm. at the difference between now. I'm not trying to compare the two because they're in. They're in different states of development, right? The 49ers mm-hmm. are fully developed. They have, as you mentioned to me, really important, you've talked about in the last couple of shows, they have the best linebacking core in the NFL, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. and so you look at that defense versus what the Raiders are now. And again, Raiders are getting better. They're starting to put some pieces together, but they're just not there. So I think going to Kansas City, it's going to be tough. I think they score points. And I think that they do a relatively okay job but the task will be tough. So, yeah, I got a 32-24 with an eight-point Chiefs win as well. I also had an eight-point uh, win for the Chiefs. I have a 35-27. Mm. Actually, I have my betting article that hit the airwaves today. I, nice. I bet th- I bet the Chiefs on on the uh, against the spread. Uh, I believe it was minus seven when I seven. when I published the article. And as mm. I said, I have the Raiders losing by eight. So, of course, I'm on the Chiefs side with this one. But uh, 35-27, when you think about it, is a pretty competitive game. Again, I know there are no moral wins here, but I don't want to. What I don't want to see is the Raiders getting blown out by 20, 25 points because that is just not a good sign going into the bye week. Right. Exactly. No, you want to go in with some positives, even if you lose the game. Uh, if you play well and you just lose to a team that might be a little ahead of you as far as talent goes, or a lot ahead of you, depending where you're looking, then then that's fine. Then at least you get you get to go back into that bye and start to build and figure out what you're going to do the rest of the season. Scott, remember, when you when you bring in Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones, I know he hasn't popped as many thought he would, but when you bring in those guys, you're expecting to compete with the best team in the division. Yes. That, and that's been the Chiefs. If you go to Arrowhead, even though you're on a road, you get blown out. That's a measuring stick. You're, saying, you're basically realizing that we're still not there yet. We made these moves. We brought in these star players. We brought in... Uh, talent, and we're still not on the same level with the Chiefs. You, if even if you lose the game, I'm gonna say this for a third time: there are no moral victories. But no. even if you lose the game, you want to know that you're on the same tier with the Chiefs because if you're not, you got to go back to the drawing board. 
Yes, yes. And for the sake of Raider Nation, you need it too, right? You don't you don't want to blow out. Uh, the fan base would not be happy. And then you got to wait uh, a week and a half for for more Raider football, and it's that's mm-hmm. never good. So, uh, but Mo, we're going to be back um, because of the timing with the game on Monday night. You're going to be with us uh, with myself and Murph live on the post game show. So because now we usually do a Tuesday show, but now the Monday night football game will go late. So we'll have a Monday Tuesday show, which will be the post game. So we'll get the reaction from you. So we're looking forward to you being on that. Yeah, it'll be actually it'll be my first post game show of the season. So I'm looking forward to that. And of course, being on with Murph again. Hopefully, Murph doesn't blow a gasket. Like I said, <laughs> hopefully it's a relatively good game. I hate I hate seeing Murph angry because he's usually very positive. He is a positive guy, and his energy when he's positive is electric. Yeah. So. We always love having them on. All right, uh, Mo, we'll talk to you on Monday. Hopefully after a win. Yes, sir. All right, there you go. Guys, thanks for sticking with us. A little bit of longer podcast today, but hey, we just had so much to talk about, and we want to thank Tim Brown for his pet yes. talk, for yes. Mo, uh, and his culinary <laughs> take as well. So thank you for that. I hope you guys enjoyed that. This has been Silver and Black today in Odyssey Original Podcast. Make sure, again, go subscribe. We appreciate it. want to beat those eagles and cowboys podcast that are just ahead of us we're number three in the country folks get us to number one get us tell other raider fans tell everybody raider nation come subscribe to silver and black today for mo moton i am scott branson we will talk to you next time take care of one another bye-bye okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.